Hello, I'm Eddie French, and you might recognise me from such icy news noises as... <coughs> Daddy! And who could forget... <coughs> well, the good news is, is that I now have my own podcast. It's called Pick Scraped, and it is a fortnightly sketch show uh, made entirely by me. So if that sounds like the sort of thing you'd like, go to wherever you get your podcasts and listen to it. Thank you. Pick Scraped. cannot be taken at the moment, so please leave your message after the tone. Oh, hello there, Penny. It's me, Boris, Boris Johnson. I've been trying to get hold of you all day. I rather suspect your phone must be on silent. Look, I've got a marvellous offer for you. I'm planning a comeback, and this time I want a cabinet of the very best people. Unfortunately, there aren't any of those left, so you'll have to do. I think we can both agree that I'm definitely going to win. So here's what I'm offering. You stand down, and I promise you right here and right now that you can be health secretary. And that's not all. As part of my fresh commitment to proper political standards, I promise I'll only look at your boobs maybe four or five times a day. Six at the very most. Scout's honour. Maybe a single honk on them at the Christmas party. You can't say fairer than that, Penny. I've got a thousand backers, you know. This offer won't be on the table forever. I look forward to hearing from you. Titty! Oh, crap. Uh, 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 I mean, ta-ta! You're listening to IC News, the only network bringing you the stories from across the multiverse. Rishi Sunak makes history by becoming Britain's first Prime Minister of Asian heritage, as middle-aged white women with bob haircuts continue their long tradition of making a giant fucking mess before expecting someone brown to come along and clean up after them. The US Speaker Nancy Pelosi is targeted by a conspiracy-obsessed intruder who brutalises her husband in their home, as Donald Trump insists there were very fine people on both sides of the violent assault on an 82-year-old man. MPs question the Home Secretary's version of events regarding her resignation from Liz Truss's government, claiming she was in denial over her breaches of the ministerial code. Silly Suella, denial's a river in Egypt, and you're meant to be focusing on the channel. And finally, while talking about the dangers of pornography, the Pope warns that even nuns are watching it, proving that it really is hard to stop wanking once you've got into the habit. Hello and welcome. I'm Sam Gore, once again breaking the entire news cycle by taking a week off, and you're listening to Season 9 of IC News. Blink like she never did, and you'll miss her. Liz Truss is gone, and Rishi Sunak is now Britain's Prime Minister. The moving van has come and gone, the cabinet has been refreshed with some newly polished turds, and the fiscal update penciled in for Halloween has now been delayed until the full autumn statement. Presumably because somebody in Westminster finally clocked on that handing the Nightmare on Downing Street headlines to the tabloids on a silver platter was probably a bit fucking foolish. Britain is now on its 5pm in just five years, meaning we're now just one or two results off potential relegation and Sam Allardyce being drafted in as caretaker manager. 
But that's not all. Protests against the theocratic regime in Iran have continued to rage with hundreds of activists killed. Russia appears to be seeding a false flag attack involving a dirty bomb in Ukraine as a pretense for justifying the use of tactical nuclear weapons. And over in America, yet another conspiracy-obsessed lunatic has targeted a prominent democratic politician. It kind of feels like the entire world's gone to shit, but if the Conservatives can yet again hit the reset button without consulting the electorate, I don't see why we can't do the same thing right here at IC News. We're back with a fresh mandate to make the news nice again, which is why we now turn to our latest correspondent, the unfailingly optimistic Tegan Marlowe. Thanks, Sam. I'm Tegan Marlowe, and it's a real pleasure to be joining the network. I'm here as part of our new initiative to try and make things just that little bit more bearable. It's going to be my job to bring some relentless optimism to what can often feel like a never-ending shitshow of bad news. And one of the longest-running shitshows in the country is, of course, the Tory party. They might mix up the cast a bit with a reshuffle every now and then, but at this point, the Tories really are the American horror story of British politics. It's the same 15 actors constantly swapping roles in a show that gets shittier and more desperate every single year. But I'm not here today to focus on the negatives. You can forget that £40 billion black hole that Liz Truss blew through the heart of our economy with her disastrous mini-budget. You can forget the market turmoil, the soaring mortgage rates and the absolute chaos paralysing the heart of our government. You can forget the massive backlog in the court system, the NHS waiting list, and the looming threat of sweeping strikes the length and breadth of the country. It's time for some optimism, damn it! And nothing says positive thinking like a fresh start. Which, if you believe the Tory party, and I do because I'm thinking positively, is exactly what we've got with Rishi Sunak. Who could be better positioned to fix the fiscal mistakes of the last few years than Rishi, the man who made many of them? In fact, the Tory party are all about positivity. What's the point in looking backwards unless it's to reappoint several ministers who proved to be completely disastrous in their original posts? Everyone deserves a second chance, even when they broke the ministerial code and had to resign just a week and a half ago. You won't get any negativity from this lot. This government is all about stability and moving forward with a brutal mandate for austerity that only exists in their own heads. It's like the opposite of imposter syndrome. In that sense, it's almost kind of inspiring. If you can refuse to doubt yourself, even after 12 years of being absolutely terrible at everything, then you really are one confident dipshit. We're already seeing a little bounce in the polls of Rishi Sunak's particular brand of conservatism, even though we don't yet know what the ever-changing Tory party stands for this week. But who needs facts when you've got feelings? Nobody does positively deluded thinking better than your average conservative voter now deciding that the chaos of the last few weeks is suddenly magically behind them. Which is why I've come here. This is a reality where the optimism for Rishi's vision is absolutely infectious. In fact, it's a place where the voters simply refuse to hear a bad word said about their political heroes. Isn't that right, Barry? (laughs) That's right, Barry. You stay upbeat. This is Earth Delta Tango Ostrich Fuckwit 48. And here, Tory voters have evolved to be truly immune to criticism, logic and the evidence of their eyes and ears. They've adapted specifically to living with their heads permanently buried in the sand where nothing can change their worldview or challenge their logic whatsoever. Here, I'll show you. Barry, doesn't it concern you slightly that Rishi Sunak failed to ensure the cost of servicing government debt against rising interest rates back when he was Chancellor? 
Amazing, isn't it? He just doesn't give a shit. Barry, are you sure you don't mind? Even though it definitely cost the taxpayer at least an extra £11 in interest payments on that debt. A figure that's surely now only risen even higher with the latest rate hikes from the Bank of England. (laughs) And what about reappointing a Home Secretary that just a few days ago resigned her position after breaking a ministerial code? Doesn't that just show that he's learned nothing about the need for high standards of conduct and integrity in the cabinet? (laughs) Or the fact that Sunak was literally caught on camera admitting he diverted funds from deprived areas to Tory voting areas. Doesn't that worry you that his levelling up agenda might be a big fat lie? (laughs) See, listener, absolutely nothing gets through. Not even the big guns. Barry, are you still there? What about Brexit, Barry? Oh, look, he's going deeper. Are you really happy about our stagnating economy, Barry, when it's now painfully apparent that Brexit is set to wipe 4% off the nation's GDP? Money that could have been used to head off the brutal round of austerity that's now coming our way? Barry? Barry? Oh, he's dead. Still, looking on the bright side, at least he doesn't have to listen to little old me being a negative Nelly anymore. Oh... I'm Tegan Marlowe, always looking on the bright side of shite, reporting for IC News. While Sunak eyes tax hikes and spending cuts to balance the country's budget in his autumn statement, he's already battling criticisms of his leadership on several fronts. His decision to pull out of attending the COP27 summit in Egypt has infuriated climate activists, who say it shows that the government isn't taking its responsibilities seriously, setting up yet more conflict between protesters and the Home Secretary. Unfortunately for Sunak, the Home Secretary herself has within days of her reappointment proven herself to be the god-awful liability she's always been. Suella Braverman's forced resignation from the short-lived cabinet of Liz Truss was just over a week ago, and the details are still emerging now. Braverman's narrative on the situation has been undermined by several sources who have since claimed that she herself presents a threat to the nation's security, meaning she may soon have to dream of sending herself to Rwanda. Also, it turns out that I've been pronouncing her name wrong for weeks, but at this point, does it really matter? At this rate, she'll be gone in a week and beating her own record for the shortest-lived Home Secretary in history. Joining us in the studio today to discuss the controversial reappointment of Suella Braverman, it's Danny Sutcliffe. Hello, Sam. It's my pleasure to be here today, conducting myself with professionalism and integrity. It's time to bring stability back to IC News. On that note, I've got a few ideas, pal. Ideas for what? Well, it's a new season, isn't it? A fresh start. We need to kick this show into a higher gear, mate. You know, freshen things up with a bit of piss I'm pretty sure it's pronounced pizzazz, Danny. No thanks, pal. I'm not hungry. Besides, we're working. Where's your sense of professionalism? Look, I'm not going to take lessons on professionalism from you. It's been 30 seconds and you've already derailed the conversation. We're supposed to be talking about Suella Braverman. Well, all that nonsense is just a lefty storm in a teacup, Sam. Whatever happened to redemption? It's just typical of a tofu-munching woke karate to try and cancel someone for silly teenage mistakes they made way back in the ancient past of their personal history. 
We're not talking about a culturally questionable Halloween costume worn in the 90s, Danny. We're talking about the woman in charge of our national security breaching the ministerial code by sending inappropriate documents to MPs that aren't qualified to look at them, and their wives, apparently. And all of this happened barely two weeks ago. Flim flam, hogwash and poppycock, Samuel. This was a simple and honest mistake, and one that Suella owned up to immediately. She demonstrated integrity and honesty, and those are virtues to be commended. Except Jake Berry completely contradicted that version of events on Talk TV the other night. He claims that Braverman's breaches of the ministerial code were multiple and serious, and that she did in fact have to be confronted with them before she admitted any responsibility. And now we've heard that her nickname in the department is Leaky Sue. Well, you say tomato, Sam, and I say McDonald's, because vegetables are disgusting. Tomatoes are a fruit, actually. Well, they better keep that to themselves at the World Cup. The point is, Danny, that we now have two completely contradictory narratives about the nature of Braverman's resignation. If Berry's telling the truth, this was a much more serious breach of the ministerial code than the government are currently implying. Shouldn't there be an inquiry and independent investigation in order to ascertain the truth? Sam, the last thing the country needs now is another long, drawn-out investigation into the dreadful conduct of a cabinet minister. We need continuity, integrity and stability at the heart of government, which means covering it all up and denying all knowledge. I think you, the Prime Minister and the Home Secretary, have got some interesting notions of what integrity means. Well, we'll take your petty criticisms on the chin, thank you, sir. Or I will, at least. I'm not sure where she'd take them. The point is, Sam, is that the adults are now back in the room and nothing says adults more than bringing back a home secretary who spent a whole six days on the naughty step. But doesn't all this just demonstrate that the Conservative Party is just as riven by factionalism and incompetence as it was under Truss? Clearly, Sunak has brought Braverman back in for no other reason than to try and win the support of the right wing of the party. He's inherited all of her old scandals and there's no other justification for it, when there are so many other candidates who wouldn't have immediately been plagued by such controversy. He was so desperate to keep Boris Johnson off the ballot that he's risked plunging his new government into a fresh scandal within its first week. I'm not sure what you're trying to argue here, pal. You've pretty much just agreed with me. What do you mean? Well, I said the government needed continuity, didn't I? And reappointing a bunch of clueless fuckwits who are obviously terrible at their jobs is the most consistent thing Rishi's done so far. And what about the national interest? Well, that's gone up too. No, I mean governing in the national interest, rather than in a desperate and flaming attempt to keep the warring factions of the Conservative Party together. Oh. Well, I don't think we do that sort of thing anymore, pal. Besides, it's not like you don't keep giving jobs to people who've repeated scandals. How many of Sebastian's rectal repair surgeries have you had to pay for now? Oh, you're going to start chucking rocks from that glass house of yours now, are you? How dare you? I'm a fucking asset to this network. The best of the best. I'm the Grant Shapps of news. Oh, God, our standards really have plummeted. And on that note, I've got loads of ideas to pitch for season nine. Number one, cocaine clowns. Danny, I'm not discussing this now. We're on air. Aha! See? You're just like the government. Now's not the time to discuss the clowns. We've got important business to be getting on with. Well, fuck you, pal. If you're not going to take my plans seriously, I'll take my piss ass somewhere else. Oh, please do. And take your impression that sounds more like Zippy from Rainbow with you. Fine. I hereby tender my resignation. Fine.
on full pay. And I will be back in six days, just to be clear. We do need a bit of stability, after all. Sutcliffe, out! Moving on, that Sunak's cabinet is already under such scrutiny simply demonstrates his weak position. He may have declared himself as the unity candidate, but the Conservative Party is still comprised of several warring factions, with Suella Braveman representing a right wing that are desperate to cling to relevance. Labour have accused Sunak of striking a grubby deal with Braveman in return for her backing him as leader. For a brief second, it looked as if Boris Johnson was determined to stage a comeback and force another vote from the Tory membership, who at this point are so thoroughly masochistic that he may actually have won. Johnson eventually withdrew himself from contention, the first time he's ever pulled out of anything, claiming that it would be too divisive for him to stand. He did this despite claiming that he'd secretly garnered the required 100 backers to get onto the ballot, but it's not like Boris Johnson to lie through his teeth now, is it? Whatever the truth, the frantic leadership contest saw a great deal of backstage wrangling, some of which has been recorded for posterity by one of our confidential sources. I came into office at a time of great economic and international instability. Oh, darling, you really do need to turn all that off. I can't help it, dear. I can't tear myself away. I warned her, didn't I? I Didn't I say this would all end in disaster? Yes, dear, you did. And look where it got you. Fired and turfed out without so much as a goodbye. You have to leave Westminster behind, my love. They don't deserve you. But I was a civil servant. An advisor to the Prime Minister. I was a... somebody. And now you're not. Look, dear, I need to go to work. Just promise me you won't spend all day watching this nightmare unfold, will you? It can't be good for your health. I promise, Susan. I'll try. You're a good man, Cyril. And we'll be all right, you know. I'll leave the job section of the newspaper out on the kitchen table. You have a good day now. And you, dear. This morning I met the chairman of the 1920 Graham Brady. Fucking lettuce! will be a leadership election to be completed within Back the next already, week. my love. Hang on, I'm coming. Honestly, you'd forget your head if it wasn't. Oh, what the fuck! There you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cripes, you're a bugger to find, you know. Boris, what the hell are you doing here? This is my home. Is it? It's, um, lovely, isn't it? Very snug. Not a hint of gold wallpaper anywhere. Yes, well, some of us have to live a little more frugally, given the job market and the economy. Why are you here? Haven't you heard, dear boy? The field's wide open. It's time for a comeback for the ages. You cannot be serious. Oh, I'm deadly serious. I'm only doing this because it's, uh, uh, cracky. I'm getting a stitch. Because it's in the national interest. The people need me. It's, uh, it's, uh, 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 nothing to do with ego and blind ambition. Have you just run here from the airport? No, of course not. Honest, I'm not even rushing. That's how little this has to do with my ego. The point is, dear boy, if we're to pull this off, I need my team. My Boris babes and Boris buddies. <laughs> and a little birdie tells me you're in rather desperate need of a job. Well, it's marvellous to hear Westminster is just as leaky as ever. 
You're telling me the holes are big enough for Prime Ministers to fall out of them every five minutes now, which is why I'm here. I'm going to shove my head right up the parliamentary bumhole, bung it all back up and save the day. You know how much I love a good bung. Can I count on your support? Boris, I'm not an MP. I'm not even a civil servant anymore. Liz Truss fired me. Well, that's just one benefit of the revolving door, isn't it? If I get back in, so do you, old chap. And I've already got 500 backers. There aren't even 500 Tory MPs. Oh? Well, what sounds like a realistic number, then? Given the absolute mess you made of our parliamentary standards and the total dearth of talent your purge of the party left us with? Nobody with even the tiniest shred of decency or common sense would even consider putting your name forward. But this is the Tory party we're talking about, so you'll probably get around 50. Ah, well, that's disappointing. Well, tell you what, we'll round that up to 102 for the press. Who's we? I haven't agreed to anything. Haven't I won you round with my cheerful optimism and boundless enthusiasm? Boris, being under you was the most chaotic and least pleasurable experience of my entire life. <laughs> well, now you sound like Carrie. But how was it working under Liz? Didn't it make you miss me? You aren't going to win just by looking slightly better in comparison. But I thought that was the whole idea. No matter who gets it. No. I'd rather hope that the idea is we bring in someone safe and sensible who will steer the country through a time of unparalleled hardship for working people. Right. And the multi-millionaire husband married into a billionaire family is going to do that, are they? Honestly, Boris, probably not. But I'll tell you one thing for nothing. I'd rather stick my cock in a box of wasps than ever work for any of you bastards ever again, particularly you. Huh. Well, that's weird. What's weird? That's pretty much exactly what every MP I've spoken to today keeps telling me. Well, maybe you should just get the message and fuck off, Boris. Make like Cincinnatus and return to your plough. <laughs> well, I've certainly been doing a lot of ploughing. <laughs> On that note, this box of wasps thing you mentioned, any good? I'll try anything once. I'd like you to leave. Yes, I keep hearing that quite a lot too. Honestly, it's like nobody wants to win a general election. That report brings us to the end of our broadcast. We hope you'll join us again at the same time next week as the world continues to furiously chew through news like a starving bear at the Harvester Buffet. Until then, though, we leave you now with the headlines you may have missed. The power-sharing agreement at Stormont is again blocked from being restored by the DUP as they continue to object to the Northern Ireland Protocol as the potential collapse of the Union continues to be one of those Brexit opportunities Rishi Sunak is determined to deliver on. The head of the Royal Navy announces an investigation into allegations of bullying and sexual harassment against women in the submarine service. Admiral Sir Ben Key says that reading the complaints gave him a sinking feeling. As the Prime Minister says he will not attend COP27, New Environment Secretary Therese Coffey says she is saving the planet by using reusable cups, presumably by filling them with leftover antibiotics for her mates. And finally, Elon Musk completes his purchase of Twitter as internet trolls celebrate his promise to make the platform a bastion of free speech. If you're worried about the prospect of Twitter becoming 4chan on steroids, do 
do try to remember that all that means is a room full of racist teenagers with slightly more muscular wanking arms. You've been listening to IC News. Thank you and goodbye. me, Danny Sutcliffe. I'm here today with a right bargain for you. And no, it's not just the mystery me I've got in the back of my van. Although that is also primo stuff, so meet me behind Oddbins and flash your full beams if you're interested. If you haven't joined our Patreon yet, we've got a special offer for you. Sign up now as one of our early bird supporters and you can get access to all of our exclusive content for just £2 a month. If you want bonus podcast sketches, compilation episodes and ICU stories, this is the cheapest you're ever going to get them. You've got to be quick though, this deal is limited to the first 500 patrons and they'll get snapped up quick. It's the best way to show your support for the show and you'll be helping us to grow moving forwards. As always, thank you for all of your support and we hope you enjoy the show. And no, it's not badger me. And if Brian May tries to tell you otherwise, he's a fucking liar. <laughs>